final horn has sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Post Game Show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim Lacombe. Jazz Post Game, Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe, 121 to 112 is your final. The Jazz fall tonight in Washington to the Wizards. Uh, we'll get you some post game sound from Coach Hardy and the players coming up, but uh, Coach Lacombe. Tonight, the Jazz just looked, maybe maybe all these games and the travel has finally caught up just a little bit. The Jazz just looked a step slower than they have in past games. Totally true. I think that the fatigue was, was definitely a factor. Certainly, from all the games we've watched, we have not seen uh, the Jazz really struggle uh, like they did tonight to get stops. Um, I, I thought they got good looks, as always, but they missed a lot of open shots. Um, and you got to credit... Washington played with a great amount of energy. The Jazz turnovers early kind of spurred their their energy. But I think Kyle Kuzma is a legit player. Um, you know, had the has the ability to shoot it, pass it, bounce, um, and also rebound the basketball. Uh, they got really good production from other guys tonight. Stepped up um, in Bradley Beal's abs, continued absence, and then Porzingis just kind of had a, a big time night. Twelve for twenty, made his threes. Four for eight. Um, was great on the glass. So you got a, one of those games that's kind of scheduled. I wouldn't call it a scheduled loss per se, but you know, you, you know going on this road trip, you talked about it, it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough, and they just didn't have an answer for poor Zingas, interestingly enough. I, I, they tried a couple, a couple of different guys on him and just were not effective. Poor Zingas had their number. In fact, I was, trying, I was going to ask David and Ron about this if we had time, but in all my years covering the Jazz that Porzingis has been in the league, this has been his best game, I think, against the Jazz. Let's go. Hey, let's go live to – how are we doing, Jamil? Do you want to go to it? No, no, no let's, we'll, we'll get to Coach coming up here in a in a little bit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, poor, this may have been – my point being, this may have been the best game I've seen Porzingis have against the Jazz. Now, usually he has Rudy to deal with or he has in the past, and that hasn't gone well, but he was great tonight. He was, I, I think part of it was his ability to move around and be where he wanted to be. He's a, he's a guy that definitely wants to play in space that he, he uh, doesn't have to go get, that he's able to kind of just float around. And tonight, um, for whatever reason, the Jazz struggled keeping him in check. Um, I don't ever felt, feel like he felt the game enough. You know, guys didn't, you, yeah. you want to, I don't want to say, you know, definitely, uh, Avdija felt the game with Kelly yeah. Olynyk across the, the face, but you know what I'm talking about. Just go hit yeah. him, move him around. Don't let him set up camp where he wants. Don't to. make it easy. Don't make it easy. Yeah, Jazz had six players in double figures in the uh, losing effort. Uh, they were led by Jordan Clarkson's 18 points. Uh, Lowry Markinen had 17 tonight. Uh, Colin Sexton had 17 coming in off the bench. Malik Beasley had 16. How about I just want to get to this line from Taylor Horton Tucker. Three of seven from the field, one of two from three, coach. Five of six at the line. And keep in mind the foul shots came at a premium. Uh, Ten assists, three rebounds to go along with his 12 points in just 17 minutes. I love that line. No, it's great. And and you know what he does when he, he's another guy that goes out there in a, in a definite, consistent fashion and puts pressure on the other team in so many ways. You see his assist numbers, his ability to rebound it. Um, he's got a good feel for the game. And then I, I read a tweet by Ben uh, Anderson comparing him a little bit to Manu Ginobili with his ability to crafty finish. Um, he showed a couple of those tonight. So 
definitely an intriguing player, and I can see a guy who's going to work his way onto the floor most nights. Uh, coming up next, we will let you hear from Jazz head coach Will Hardy. We'll get to the players coming up as well. But the Jazz uh, fall tonight in D.C. to the Wizards, 121-112. to uh, They fall to 10-4 and on this young season. Up next, our next broadcast. Well, we'll say goodnight to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way tomorrow night, a Sunday night showdown with the 76ers in Philadelphia. That game will tip off tomorrow a little after 5.30. For those of you sticking around with us, as I said, Coach Sound, Players Sound, Coach Lacombe comment coming up straight ahead. Jazz post game. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Running hook, blocked it. The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz post game show. Oh, my Jazz post game, Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Post game brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru. Uh, the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share. Mark Miller Subaru. Dot com. Jazz lose tonight to the Wizards, 121 to 112. We'll get sound from uh, Coach Hardy coming up here momentarily, Coach. But, you know, I wonder uh, tonight struggling to have that extra boost, that extra energy that the Jazz have been so good at. You know, they're, we were talking off the air. They've got a very short plane trip. They need to hope they get rested because it'll be a tough back-to-back tomorrow. Definitely. it's It's been a grind, you know, the start of the season. But, man, what an exciting uh, group of games the Jazz have kind of fought their way through. Tonight, the NBA is hard. It's hard to win. It's hard to win on the road. Um, and these guys are all paid a lot of money. They're stars. And I, I just thought tonight that Washington had a little bit more uh, oomph in their tank, you know, and uh, they played hard. They played well, and, and the Jazz did as well. But it was really kind of – they just had a little bit more to them tonight. All right, let's uh, get out to uh, Washington, or I guess back to uh, Washington, D.C. It's time to hear from Jazz head coach Will Hardy. Um, we lost this game with our defensive intensity. We went through a long stretch there where we let Washington be very comfortable offensively. We did not communicate picking up the ball in transition. They were able to get some easy looks, and you know they got in a rhythm because of our lack of defensive intensity, and credit to them. They, they shot the crap out of it tonight, and that's because they played great, and we did not uh, help ourselves on the defensive end with our communication, our aggressiveness, uh, guarding the ball, helping our teammates. Um, you know, our our game offensively was fine. We had 33 assists on 44 baskets and made 14 threes. Um, but the team defense tonight was not there. We fouled too much. Um, so we got to bounce back tomorrow, but credit to the Wizards. Uh, they played a great game. Um, glad we get to play tomorrow. On the transition stuff, I mean, is that literally just uh, Kyle Kuzma, I believe, had just gone full court with his right hand and shot a layup after a made basket only because no one picked up the ball. And because of how we play offensively, because of us trying to crash the glass, there are always going to be cross matches getting back on defense. That's just a part of the game based on how we play offensively. So um, 
with as much switching as there is in the NBA as well, it contributes to a lot of cross matches. And so communication early in the shot clock defensively is imperative. And we did a very poor job of that tonight. How would you describe the Lowry's game? I don't think you saw Lowry's best game. Um, I thought he was okay. I thought he did a decent job offensively, um, you know, picking his spots. I think defensively, um, like a lot of our team, uh, it wasn't his best night. But I don't think that's you know necessarily individual to Lowry. I wasn't. I wouldn't single him out as the reason that we lost tonight. It was a group effort on the defensive end. Um, but uh, he, Lowry played fine. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen us fight a little bit harder. I would have liked to have seen us not foul him shooting jump shots in the first half. Um, you know, a great player like that gets to go to the free throw line and see a bunch go in. It really helps him get in his rhythm, and then he hits some tough ones, like get that step back in the first half at the end of the shot clock, which, you know, that's a great player making a great play. But we can't help great players get in a rhythm by being undisciplined. Uh, we can try to prevent the switch, but once the switch happens, we have to do a better job of sitting down and getting underneath that guy and not letting him just walk us down to where he wants to catch the ball. Yeah. We did not. Uh, I thought our team was relatively aggressive. Um, I think there were some times where we could have done a better job playing through contact, but you know that's the that's the nature of the sport. Sometimes, sometimes um, you end up at the free throw line a lot, and sometimes you don't. But I don't think that it was because we didn't drive the ball or attack the basket. Um, I thought there were some plays where we probably started pivoting instead of playing through the contact and going up to the rim, but I'd have to watch those on film, but I don't think that the free throws was necessarily because we didn't try to attack the rim. Um, obviously, one of the teams calling has done that effort defensively. Mm-hmm. Why do you think they won Yeah, I'm not sure. It's uh, There's a lot of games uh, during an NBA season, and some nights the communication is just a little bit off. Um, you know, I, I don't think it stems from like a want to or an effort. I think when the communication isn't sharp, you end up behind the curve on a lot of plays. And so it's hard to make up for it with just raw effort. Um, I think the games previous to this, we've been much better at communicating and it's helped us be in solid position to start the possessions. But um, if you let NBA players get get daylight or get around the corner just because of your communication, um, it's hard. It's hard to stop them. So I think it started with our communication, and then it's hard for the effort to catch up to that. Uh, do you think part of that communication might be like so many guys want so many different teams last year and the kind of getting worked out? I'm not sure that's the case. Um, I mean, that's, that's part of what we're doing as a group is we're continuing to get more and more on the same page every day. But this is the 14th game of the year, and I thought it was our worst game communication-wise defensively. So, um, 
you know, there's things that we have to continue to work out as a staff and as a team. Um, but I'm not sure that tonight was because of the newness of the group. There you go, Jazz head coach Will Hardy coming off the the Jazz loss, one twenty one to one twelve to the Wizards. I thought that last part was pretty interesting, where he said uh, this was their um, poorest communication game defensively. I I certainly can see what he's talking about. Yeah, and it's it's part of fatigue. I think you know there's mental fatigue as well, and you know you get going and you do I really need to call this switch out this time? And just like anything with your habits, you get a little bit lax and. Uh, so it can happen, but obviously communication is vital in anything. You know, it's you know, I go downstairs and and tell you that the soda fountain's broken, so you don't have to walk down there and learn it yourself. It's things you can do to help your your teammate out. Well, the Kelly Olenek hard foul was uh, generated because, uh, and you're better at pronouncing his name than than I am, Coach uh, Denny. Denny. Uh, thank you. Uh, he went had a clear path to the basket because Jordan Clarkson guarded the wrong guy. He he picked up the wrong guy and he went right to the basket and Kelly rotated over and hit him with a hard foul. I mean, Jordan Clarkson obviously knows better than that, but communication was probably an issue. And then you know, ex- excellent uh, example. Another one in transition defense is all about communication. Uh, you know, he talked about Kuzma after a made basket, getting the outlet, being able to drive with his right hand, which is where he wants to go, that's why he mentioned right hand, uh, all the way up the floor and finish after a made basket. That right there shows your team's not, hey, I got ball, you know, you got my back. You just talk yourself through those things, and when you don't, that's what it looks like at times. So that certainly jumped out to me. What else jumped out to you about what Coach Hardy had to say? I, I thought, you know, he, he referred kind of mildly to the fact that the Jazz did, didn't get the best whistle. Um you know, Mark Davis is actually one of my least favorite officials to watch. He's, he seems fairly arrogant, um, and it seems like he can be emotional and uh, kind of turn against you. But tonight he was handing out free throws to the Jazz like they were golden tickets at Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. He was not big on giving them out. So uh, Jazz struggled to get to the line. and, and But, you know, to that point, he, it was aggressiveness. Well, let me uh, squeeze in a read here. The Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app. Tonight, uh, let's see here. The Jazz from the line as a team were just 10 of 11. Only 11 trips to the line. Meanwhile, the Wizards, 17 for 20. In fact, if if you take out Taylor Horton Tucker's six trips to the line, the Jazz only go there five times. And one was a technical. And one was a technical, so... I mean, we've all watched the NBA. There's you know, a lot of contact, a lot of, a lot of shots you can pass on, but I don't think you can pass on every single one of them. You know, and, and so, but the Jazz played through that. To his point, um, the, the key, though, Jake, was, is what we talked about was intensity. It was defensive intensity. It was a willingness to let them get comfortable as opposed to dictating to them how the game was going to be played. And they did get comfortable. And like you said, when you let a really good NBA player or players get comfortable, that can be the outcome. All right, your final. The Wizards beat the Jazz tonight 121-112. to 112. We'll get you some sound from the players coming up right around the corner. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. We'll get to more coming up next. Your final 121 to 112. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. 
outcome is in the books. Now, let's get to the reaction. Hear from the coaches, the players, as well as the coach, Tim Lacombe. It's the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show. Here's Jake Scott. Jazz post game show. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Your final score uh, the Wizards beat the Jazz tonight 121 to 112. Coach Lacombe, let's uh, get a look at the Master of the Glass tonight. Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass. Uh, they're proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for this year's Team Rebound Later. Uh, tonight on the glass, let's see who's tonight's Master of the Glass. Uh, with eight, Jared Vanderbilt is the Master of the Glass tonight. The Jazz had 42 total rebounds to uh, the Wizards, 46. They had seven offensive rebounds. Coach, I know you'd like to see a little bit more. I would. I, I kind of got spoiled early on, though. I think it's something that's going on scouting reports for sure. Um, everybody's you know being told you've got to hit these guys and you've got to hit them all. Uh, so it's just something you've got to play through. The, the key to being a good offensive rebound rebounding team is to to go every single time. And uh, so the Jazz got to continue to do that. It's a p- place they can get points, you know, easy points. Man, I like Vanderbilt. And uh, obviously he's an energy guy, he's a defense guy, he gets uh, rebounds. I think he, he or Markinen are the most likely to be the season master of the glass, uh, I would say. But let me point this out. Vanderbilt tonight was one of two from three. And he's made a few this year. He has not been a three-point shooter in his career. I don't think I would qualify him as a three-point shooter now. But you know what I like about him? He'll shoot it. You know, if they're going to... The, you know, leave him and leave him open in the corner. He has to shoot it. Now, maybe he doesn't have to make them all, but he's got to shoot it. He's got to tell the the league and the other team that you're not going to uh, ignore me when uh, I'm when we're on the offensive side of the ball. It's and I, I always point this out, but Ben Simmons' biggest flaw isn't that he doesn't make threes; it's that he won't shoot them. Giannis, on the other hand, isn't a great three point shooter, but he'll take them. And he'll make enough of them that you have to at least think about it when he has the ball out there. And I like it that Vanderbilt has the guts where he's going to take it. If he's open in the corner, he should take it, and he's made plenty. He's 50% on the season right now. So I'm with you. It it puts a number on the scouting report. There's analytics, obviously, and certain guys shooting certain percentages. um, You kind of treat different. He's a guy who's shown he can make a couple. Um, and, and you you just build on that. Yeah, and it makes a lot of difference. It Huge it really difference. does. I mean, well, we watch uh, teams guard uh, Rudy Gobert. Spacing is yeah. A, spacing is offense, and offense is spacing. Hey there, uh, Mister uh, Coach Majerus. Why did he drop the? Uh, why did he always say offense just to be unique? It must be a old school Wisconsin thing. Is that what it is? Like an old school Midwestern near, thing? Because that always near the border, y'all. <laughs> Offense. Offense. Whatever. The man knew his basketball, so who might argue, right? Yes, and that and that is true. Spacing is as we've seen is huge to be able to have an offense function. And this jazz team depends on spacing and, and usually uh really spaces the ball out well. Well and the ball movement tonight was great. Sists are up, right? This is a game where the defensive intensity that was that was the bottom. I line. wonder 
Maybe we'll have to sick our buddy Tyson Ewing on this one. But I wonder when the last time the Jazz had two players with double-digit assists. They had uh, tonight, Conley and Taylor Horton Tucker both had 10 assists. Yeah. I mean, I can't, well, I don't know. We Maybe we'll have to go back and fish that out, see when the last time that happened. I bet it's been years. The problem is I would go to the microfiche. You know, I don't know where to look, so no, we need I'm... someone to help us. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get back to D.C. It's time to hear from Colin Sexton. As a team, we got to just continue to communicate um, and transition, but also make sure on offense we got to – we're getting into sets. I feel like tonight where it was some times where one person would know or three people might know to play, but uh, the other two are just, just standing there and um, supposed to be in a certain position. So um, as point guards, me and Mike and um, Taylor, we got to make sure that we're um, vocalizing and making sure everybody's in the right spot. You had a fan that was pretty chirping at you. The whole time. The whole time. Yeah. Really, really solid response in the third quarter. Oh, yeah. You were all you like that kind of man? At the end of the day, I wasn't even worried about it too much. Um, at the end of the day, we we get that so much. But if if we do see the fan on someone that on the street like that, um, they're definitely not going to do that to us. Heckle us. Um, it's going to be a way different response. Uh, so it's like. Whenever they're in the in the stands, they they tend to have different comments than they would if we're two feet away from each other. So, defensively, you guys were kind of switching on Kristaps, switching on Kyle, and they obviously had some success. What do you guys want to do as kind of smaller defenders and do get those defenders? Um, I feel like for for as guards, we have to just continue to make it tough. Uh, continue to let them shoot jump shots and make sure they don't turn the corner. And uh, if they do turn the corner, we got to know that our big is ready to come and um, block it up. And uh, we just got to make sure that we're not letting them get free lane or get easy ones um, to the basket. Uh, oh, I don't, I don't know, a quick one. Uh, other than like maybe Jared Allen, you've never really played with a rebounder quite like Jared Vanderbilt. How does he make life easier for you guys? Um, I would say just how he attacks the boards, whether it's on the offensive end or defensive end. And at times, it's like um, you gotta you trust him so much to to get the rebound, then it's like, oh shoot, I should have got it. But uh, we just gotta continue to lean on him, but also know that we have to help him out. We can't just leave him on the island, especially against really good rebounders. Appreciate. All right, Colin Sexton, uh, who struggled against Atlanta, was terrific tonight in 22 minutes, 17 points, four boards, a couple of assists. Uh, you heard him talking about John with the fan. I I like his attitude. We've talked about this a few times, Coach. I like it that there are a number of players on this Jazz team that have a little edge, have a little edge to them. And, and won't back down. I mean, Sexton, we've talked about it a couple times, but he'll go take the hard matchup. You know, he'll go. He wants it. Knock a guy out of the way. And I thought his 22 minutes tonight, he was trying to make Washington feel that he was out there. You know, he was physical. He was up in guys. Uh, played at a great pace. Um, it's great to see him. That was a game he, we haven't seen him play a lot over 20 minutes um, this season. So he played a few more minutes. And uh, so it's great to see him continue to develop. He's a guy who got to the line four times as well. So. Kind of an aggressive guy playing with his, playing downhill. Oh man, that's a great way to put it. Playing downhill. That's what he's, it looks like. He's running downhill the whole game. And, and I love you know his story. They're talking to a fan, so I, I won't age myself at the time. But I was young, okay, and and I had a buddy who had really good seats to the Jazz game, and so I came and they were playing the Rockets. 
Just to review, uh, he's, he mentioned that, Colin mentioned that fans say stuff. Right, that they wouldn't that say. That they would never say if you just met them, you know, two feet shopping away. at the mall or something. Exactly. Okay, anyway, continue. So I had some pretty good seats, and they were down, um, you know, just off the floor, a couple rows. And so I was excited, and I'd seen all the little things on NBA fans, you know, like in Washington, the, the heckler, the notorious heckler. So I'm like, hey, you sit down here. This is what you must have to do. Um, so I remember I, I was sitting just adjacent to the Rockets bench, and I started heckling Carl Herrera. Okay. Who's <laughs> a very big dude, uh-huh. all right? Um, and he wasn't playing. So I just, hey, Herrera, when are you going to check in? He was on, in? The, on the bench? Oh, yeah. you were... <laughs> when are you going to check in? You must not be any good, you know, yelling and screaming at him. And so... <laughs> You know, it goes on for a little while, and people around me are laughing, and I'm kind of getting courage. So I keep keep it up. Um, and so at a timeout, he, he goes deliberately behind the huddle, and he stares me down the entire timeout, like death laser stare. And so I start, you know, people around me are looking to see what I'm going to do, and I'm like, yeah, yeah come on, Carl. Uh, kept yelling at him. So he starts walking towards us to sit down at timeout. And he said, his eyes got really big. And he said, I want to find you. <laughs> I'm going to hunt you down. And that's all it took. I, I relented. You were done? Oh, dude, I saw a, a dude that big. And he gave me, you know, they talk about the side eye, right? This was the wide eye. He gave me the wide eye. I'm going scared to find you. to death. So oh, that's I piped down. That so was all it funny. took for me. Uh, I just Googled uh, good old Carl. He was a big boy. What was his size? Was he 6'10", 6'9"? Oh, I'm going to look him up. Back up. Yeah, he, I mean, at least he was a big dude. Let's see here. 6'9"? Yeah, 6'9". 216, although he looks heavier than that to me. Yeah. 1990 uh, draft, round two, pick 30 from Venezuela. Yes, and um, I'm telling you, the wide eye. He got me with the wide eye. Find you. <laughs> so if you're done by the court, I oh, mean, you know, man, take it easy. Take it easy on these fellas. Take it easy. Take it easy on those guys. You know, but it it is it is funny because there is something about you know being a, a fan in an arena that gives you license to to get a little loose. And I I've seen it, I've seen it with with sports radio. I've seen you know people will talk. Big or I'll, here, I'll give you the I'll give you the example. I used to screen calls back early in my career. I'm, I'm screening calls for Bowler and Monson, right? And people would call up, say, "Hey, it's Jake. What do you want to talk about? Put me through to these two bozos. I want to tell them what's what. I've never heard a dumber thing come out of somebody's mouth in my entire life. All right, hang on. We'll put you right through. You know, get, let's go to let's go to Tim from uh, Utah County, Tim. Well, guys, I just love the show. I think you guys are amazing. Like, I mean, what's, but I, I've just got a slight disagreement with you here. I just think you were a little off with this. But oh, I love the show. I'll hang up and listen after. You know, it's so funny. And that was even just over the phone. But, oh, it's amazing. You know, people, uh, fans get, get loose. But then they're asking for autographs if they ever bump into you out there in the real world. Hey, Carl, really appreciate the way you rebound. Uh, autograph? I just think it's funny that you picked somebody on the bench. <laughs> Somebody yeah. wants to sit there and they, listen. They say you want to torture the, those that are going through the same thing you did. Um, that was my career. Uh, was seen oh, from over there. Carl, weren't getting in the gay? Most nights, I you know just to make money, I wouldn't wear my my uniform trunks. Oh man, the guys would dare me. That, that's how sure we were. I wouldn't get in. Oh, so man. I just went after Carl's weakness, which I I shared. You were familiar with. 
All right. We'll get to more coming up next. Uh, we'll hopefully get you some more player sound from D.C. As the Jazz fall tonight to the Wizards, 121 to 112. They fall to 10 and 4 on the season. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. And the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MarkMillerSubaru.com. Uh, more straight ahead. Jazz post game. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Running hook, blocked it. The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh, my. Jazz postgame. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz lose tonight to the Washington Wizards, 121-112. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share Mark Miller Subaru.com. I want to also remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators Program presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas. Throughout the season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 14 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from the Jazz Bear, a $1,000 grant, and a personalized jersey. Not to mention tickets to go see a jazz game in a suite. Go to utahjazz.com slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator now. Jazz played tough, ran out of gas uh, a little bit tonight, but also fell victim to Chris Tapp's Porzingis. Coach Lacombe, 31 points, 10 rebounds, 12 of 20 shooting, 4 of 8 from 3, 3 of 5 from the line. Absolutely a difference maker tonight, plus 24, which is a game high. He must have been listening to us, uh, well, we can blame it on Mike Smith, uh, talking in the pregame show because he was absolutely a factor in winning a basketball game tonight. Yeah, I can just see him in the tunnel, like, you know, licking his hands and getting his his feet ready and all sticky and saying, I'm going to show you, Smith. Uh, Mike Smith said what? <laughs> <laughs> That's just uh, something. You know, you go through the season, that'll be something, the Porzingis comment. That'll be something we, we come back to. But Coach Hardy made the point, and I totally agree. I, I thought this every year, you know, that I coached, when you get a great score and you do a good job of being forceful with them and make it hard for them to score early in a game, obviously their their confidence gets shaken a little bit. He came out, he kind of got to do what he wanted to do. The Jazz really never physically you know, imposed their will on him, I didn't think. Um, and then they fouled him right early in the game. He goes to the line, sees a couple of those go in, and a good score, you know, he's going to get in a rhythm. That's what happened tonight in a lot of ways. Um, he was great. But they were good. They were very good tonight, Play, played way above the way they've been playing numbers-wise. And I think it was them playing well and then the Jazz also not having that edge. Right, and not playing physically. And, and you mentioned it in the postgame. Uh, I think Locke mentioned it. And then we heard Coach Hardy mention it when we heard his uh, his uh, postgame comments. And I think he used the word comfortable. Or no, no, that was that was the word I used. I'm trying to think of the no, word he Coach did. used. He did, he, got did he got comfortable mm-hmm. and, and everything just came a little easy. And you know what? That is where Chris Tapp's Porzingis is going to thrive. You talked about it. The book on him is... Bump him around a little bit, you know, play physical, get him off his spots. I mean, whatever kind of physical cliche you want to throw in there. But that didn't seem like the Jazz really did that tonight. And and he's a guy who, you know, the way he goes, this team's going to go. Um, he got confidence early. Everybody else kind of was feeling it. Uh, but that'll be a team with Bradley Beal. That's going to be a hard win to go in there because you can see all of those guys have the ability, much like the Jazz, to bounce it and get to the middle of the floor. And when you can do that as an offense, 
whether it be post-ups or, uh, you know, driving it in there, you're weakening the defense, and, and it just, you know, it, it allows the offense to function at a higher level. I mean, it's funny to look at the plus-minus numbers. The The game was won with the starters for sure, but uh, Porzingis led with uh, plus 24, and then everybody else in the starting lineup was at least a plus 15. So the, the Wizards' um, starters really put it to uh, to the Jazz and uh, then got a, a nice performance from Hachimura coming in off the bench, and Goodwin out of uh, nowhere in the first half uh, with those nine points. Uh, but it really was the Kuzma and Porzingis show, and the Jazz just didn't have an answer. I actually called Ray Giacoletti at halftime because uh, Goodwin had made those shots, and he had just played for him. He, he's retired now, but he was at St. Louis and coached Goodwin. So I'm like, hey, your guy's making shots. One of your guys, the other guy's a Linux, obviously. Kispert was in the game who he coached. Um, but I said, is he typically a good shooter? And he's like, man, you wouldn't believe the way that guy's grown. He said, I'm not kidding you, Tim. He couldn't hit the board when he first he, – he just – Oh, good I for him. I tell people that about Jimmer, you know, that Jimmer came just struggling. He, he was very good at most things but couldn't shoot. Uh, and then I worked him out and got him going, but that wasn't the case. But in this case, this kid really did. He, he couldn't shoot it, and uh, it was nice to see him go out there and make a couple shots tonight. You were the creator of the Jimmer mania then. Oh, I mean, if you only knew the, the spin that I was able to get him to put on that ball, that just it was the me. magic. It was the secret sauce. It was like the flubber in the old um, basketball movie. Oh man, if I coached Jimmer for dead, I'd take credit for every basket made. I, the only thing I had to do with him, man, I just kept him happy and fed and going to class and scoring baskets for the team. Yep, every basket Jimmer made, I'd say I told him to do that. Yes, yeah, so that was I my coach. Really worked with him on that uh, <laughs> that delivery. Some people would actually. Oh, I, I totally would. I'd I'd be one of them. That's for sure, Mark man. Davis if I were if I were Coach Hardy, I'd be up there talking about the ten wins. It, every answer to every question, I'd be like, "You guys realize it won ten game. We've won ten already, right?" <laughs> He's yeah, always right? perplexed. <laughs> I, I told my I told my team to win those ten games. I'd be oh, you you want to talk about. Uh, 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 defense. Well, let me start out by pointing out we've won ten games already this year, and uh, that's pretty good. And 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 it was me coaching those games. So, what did you ask again? <laughs> uh, yeah, just your thoughts. <laughs> uh, it really is remarkable to start the Jazz are off to, despite uh, tonight's loss. Which you know, give the the Wizards credit; their guys played well. Kuz Kuz is a good player. I mean, I didn't think he was. I didn't think he would be this good when we were watching him at Utah. I could see what he could become. Uh, I saw, I kind of see it was right there where the game started to, you started to see signs of, um, you know, Draymond was kind of making that positionless thing a thing. Uh, I, I feel like, um, you know, Kuzma's definitely comfortable playing. That's a good style of basketball for him. So it's always good to see a local guy do well. He was a, he was a great guy to compete against and always gracious. And so certainly, you know, wish him all the best well and Locke brought this up he's a wizard now and he's exactly the type of player that the lakers are lacking so, oh man and you know we've said that a few nights you know brandon have. ingram was one of those yep. too like there's a lot i guess that was ad but still i mean you wonder with the where the game is right now uh but that's not our worry no that is not and the lakers are really bad because of decisions uh like letting kyle kuzma go no question. I'd have to go back and look at that deal. I don't even remember what it was. Um, I was going to mention this though, like a, a team like Washington, they're they're a five hundred team, but now they all of a sudden they have win, wins over Philly, um, Dallas, 
without Beal and you and now the Jazz. So they're getting a little momentum. You can see that that's going to be a hard place to win. Um, and then they'll knock, they'll win their fair share out on the road too. I like their team. Of course, how could I forget? The uh, Kuzma was part of the Russell Westbrook deal. Okay. Oh, which brutal. at the time we just knew was going to be a screaming success. Oh man. Uh, they, can you imagine how much better? I, I'm not even saying they'd be like a playoff team per se, but can you imagine how much better the Lakers would be with Kuzma instead of Westbrook? Oh man! But again, it couldn't happen because you know he wasn't uh, he wasn't on the right side of the locker room. Click. He didn't see. I guess you know what I mean. Yeah, that's yeah. what it seemed like to me because he was definitely his output was good and he's never going to be the toughest dude in the world. But man, talk about versatile. But he's going to be an NBA starter forever. Forever. Yeah. Right. And a contributor to good basketball teams. And we'll see what this Wizards team ends up doing. You know, the the Wizards have kind of been on the, the cusp of, of going from average to good for several years now. And maybe this is the year they, you know, they're a game above 500 now. Maybe this is the year that they kind of make a run to be in the playoff picture. Uh, I don't know if I'd pick this team to win a series or anything, but maybe they finally... Take a little bit of a step. Yeah, I like I like the makeup. Like Beal and Kuzma, those two alone, you can play through those guys. You can play, you know, two man game with everybody else spacing, but a lot can get done just playing through those two. And then throw in Porzingis if he can play exactly. like he does tonight. No, then I mean, all, all of a sudden wild... you've got the makings of something. Now I don't know if that's the most strong defensive team, beginnings of a team I've ever heard. But I mean, those are three really talented NBA players. There's a there's a part too when you put a lot of pressure on a team on the rim particularly, you know it, it does take a little bit of an edge out of them on the other side. This team, you know, they don't turn teams over like they turned the Jazz over a little bit tonight. Um, that's one thing they can do to get better. But it'll be interesting to watch the East. Obviously, a long way from shaping up, uh, but Washington, for the reasons I mentioned in the pregame, they had my attention. I, I just kind of seemed like one of those games. All right, Jazz fall tonight to the Wizards uh, in Washington, 121-112. to Coming up right around the corner, we will uh, get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one before we turn the page. A quick page. We've got Philadelphia in Philly coming up tomorrow night, so we'll get Coach's thoughts on that. We've got the play of the game coming as well, which we're told by Jamil is a real humdinger tonight, so we're absolutely looking forward to that. Post game is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the uh, My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique store to share. Read some, share your own, mysubaruis.com. Wrapping up the post game. coming up next. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Wow! The outcome is in the books. Let's get to the reaction. Hear from the coaches, the players, as well as the coach, Tim Lacombe. It's the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show. Here's Jake Scott. Begay, get that three-point shot. You mean the fact he's won for his last... One fifteen. yeah. I have him 18. Won for his last 18, yeah. Conley cut through the lane, sees Przingis, kicks to Gay. Left corner three. Hey, on cue. Rudy Gay, as though he knew what was going on in our conversation. 17-14, Jazz by three. I love that so much. That was a great, great pull, Jamil. Uh, play the game brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Uh, 
I can so relate to Buddha right there. I'll get to that in a second. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz loose tonight, 121 to 112. Just to let uh, the listeners out there know, like Coach and I will sit here, we watch the games, we have a great time, talk a lot of trash. I can't tell you how many times. I said, oh, this so-and-so is playing like garbage tonight. And then all of a sudden, next play, bam, a three on cue. It's just like, oh, man, I'm lucky I'm just talking to Coach here. But how about Lockett Boone there talking about, well, Rudy's struggling from three, one of his last 15, and bam, right on cue. It's always like that principle of the the ball finds the bad defender. You know, just when you put something out in the universe, it's just bound to slap you in the face. You know, just offhanded watching the game. Boy, I... Man, has hey, Colin Sexton hasn't made a shot Chicago. this week, and it's, it's just a barrage of threes right in a row. Sexton can't <laughs> It just happens all the time. All right, Jazz fall tonight, 121 uh, to 112. Just uh, going over a few of the numbers if you're just uh, joining us here on a Saturday night. Uh, the Jazz were led tonight by Jordan Clarkson, who had 18 points on 8 of 18 shooting. Uh, Lowry Markinen had 17, 8 of 14 shooting, 1 of 3 from 3. Also grabbed uh, 5 boards and had uh, an assist. Uh, coming off the bench, Colin Sexton, 17 points, 4 boards, 2 assists. Uh, Malik Beasley, the new father, 16 points, 3 assists, and 6 rebounds for him. Shout out to Talon Horton Tucker. Not only did he have 12 points in 17 minutes, also dished out 10 assists. And got three rebounds in the uh, in the losing effort for the Wizards. They were led by Kristaps Porzingis, who was terrific tonight. Twelve of twenty shooting, four of eight from three, three of five at the line, thirty-one points, ten rebounds, dished a couple of assists as well. Kyle Kuzma, the former Ute, was really good. Twenty-three points tonight for him, six assists, eight rebounds. Uh, Kispert. Your Gonzaga guy, eighteen points, four rebounds, two assists. Uh, you left out uh, Ray Jacoletti. Uh, coached Gonzaga Bulldog. Don't forget about Hachimura, That's who had true. 11 points tonight on 5 of 12 uh, shooting. Will Barton with 9 coming in off the bench. And then uh, the other Zag we were talking about, Jordan Goodwin, with 9 off the bench as well. That's why we couldn't beat Gonzaga for all those that emailed or you know asked me back. You mean the all day. the NBA players on their team every year? They were pretty good. Um, you know, we did our best, but... Um, you know they, that that just shows you right there. I mean, the number of guys in that in that very game that were playing together is pretty crazy. Um, three around the same time for the Wizards, three Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah. But, they. I like Hachimura. I'm like you. He's he's interesting. I think he's going to get better as he goes. You know, it may be the second place he plays a better fit. I don't know, but he's a guy who probably we'll talk about for a long time because he can do all the things you need to do. I'll tell you, the Wizards, I don't think, are ready to really compete in the East, per se, but I kind of like their roster. They have interesting players. I, I think they need to possibly add another dynamic big to take a little pressure off of Porzingis. But, man, like Kuzma, add Bradley Beal onto this roster. I mean, But we've liked Gafford in the past. Right. He just didn't play great tonight, but he could be that other big. I mean, he's he's been good in the league. Um they got a guy, Will Barton, didn't play, you know, great tonight, uh, but he was out there. He's a guy who can help you. But you're right, maybe one piece away. From being in that, you yeah, know, sure the, playoff team. Well, yeah, 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 or in the very, in that minutiae. But I don't think they're that far away from the the Hawks team we saw the other night. 
No, I, and I like the way they play together. They they flew around together. They had 27 assists of their own. Not bad. Good way to play. All right, Coach Lacombe, let's get a few final thoughts from you on this one before we turn the page. Sixers, Joel Embiid tomorrow night. Yeah, so tomorrow's going to be obviously really difficult. I think um, you know Coach Hardy has done a nice job getting this team to play and play hard. I, I didn't feel like they didn't play hard tonight. I feel like it's a combination of maybe just not being dialed in totally 100% to the what it would require physically to, to kind of thwart Porzingis tonight. He kind of had his way, 12 for 20, 31 points. I, I think it's the best I've seen him play too, Jake. You mentioned that. So just a game where you live and learn a couple shots that maybe drop, um, a little stronger with the ball here or there, make a better effort to this ball or that ball. Uh, but this has still been a really successful beginning to the season. It'll be interesting in short turnaround how they scheme uh, for Philly tomorrow on the road. Well, from a physical standpoint, you know, Porzingis is one thing. Embiid is Ooh, something completely different. Yeah. yeah. One's one of those, like, tall grain things, and the other's a skyscraper. And we'll talk a lot about Philly tomorrow, but Philly is confusing to me. They They should be one one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference based on Joel Embiid alone, in my opinion, because he is just so big and impossible to guard, and he's good on the defensive side, too, and they're just kind of off to a sluggish start. A lot of hype, a lot of expectation, but more than anything, a lot of agendas. Right. A lot of agendas. Hard to play winning basketball consistently when you've got agendas. Now, Harden, uh, not going to play. He's out for uh, a few weeks, but Philly... I mean, five and seven is what they've started this year. They'll be on the second night of a back-to-back as well. In fact, they're playing right now. They're playing the Hawks right now. Uh, almost the fourth quarter, they're up 14, 98, 84. So there you go. All right, want to say a big thanks to everybody who helped on the broadcast tonight. David Lockron Boone doing a great work calling all of the action. Thanks to our broadcast assistants tonight. Thanks to Jameel Hawkins doing a great job. Executive producer of the broadcast makes everything go. Uh, I want to say a big thanks to the title sponsor of the postgame show, Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own, mysubaruis.com. Coach Lacoma, as always, thank you, sir. Thanks, man. Uh, and just want to shout out Colin. Works here at the arena tonight. Was hard to find a parking spot. With oh, the, was it Colin who let you in? But Colin let me park over here on the sidewalk. So thanks, Colin. And then my buddy Sean took the day. Uh, one of my best friends growing up. Time we were second grade, we met. And uh, it's been a dynamic duo ever since. He gave me some some good support today hanging out with been me. Been fun having Sean hang out I mean, for I'll bring the, some the random show. characters from time to no, time. No. And then one more vote for the thrill. Or Jamel. That's my new nickname for the you. The thrill. You're, you're crushing it, dude. Thanks for all you do. What are you, how, do you, how are you feeling about that nickname, Jamil? It's <laughs> You know what? That's smart right there because never say that you hate a nickname somebody gives you because then you're stuck with it forever. So, be, yeah, it'll grow out of you. Good move. Good move, Jamil. Yeah, Thank you. Didn't you didn't like snake great, when, I started, work. when I called you that in the beginning, but it's grown. All right. Uh, next broadcast coming your way. The Jazz take on the Philadelphia 76ers tomorrow. Tip-off will be at 5.30. Pre-game coverage begins at 4.30. You've been listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. 
Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.